Next on BYU Sports Nation, the future of the BYU-Utah football game in the words of the rival athletic director. Is there any bowl scenario out there that alleviates the sting of the lost Utah? Plus, former BYU and All-Pro tight end Chad Lewis joins us in studio for his take on the rivalry and the future of BYU football. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, November 27th, wherever and however however you are connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is ready to give it all. On Giving Tuesday, Jerem Jordan. I give it all every day. I don't need some special day, but I do acknowledge that there's a need for that, I guess. It's like uh, family home evening. I'm like, family home evening? It's every night in my house. I don't need a single day. It's every night. It's great. You don't want the designated one night? Yeah, I'll follow the one night, but I have seven nights a week. This is true. Yeah, yeah. this is true. It's not true, actually. I work in sports broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> that's an unfortunate. Sun- that's Sundays, an unfortunate reality. Yeah, Sundays, Mondays, those are, those are great family days. Absolutely. Here's today's show lineup. Chad Lewis was an all-pro tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. Standout at BYU, All-American. He joins us in 15 minutes. Which of the BYU tight ends reminds him of himself? And... How can BYU make the jump in independence? BYU women's volleyball, a four seed overall and hosting NCAA tournament matches. What does home court mean to head coach Heather Olmstead? BYU twice this year has broken the single match attendance record. Make for it women's three volleyball. times. Yeah. We'll ask her about that in 30 minutes. And with that in mind, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football will find out their bowl game destination on Sunday. Associate Athletic Director Duff Tittle told the Deseret News, quote, the agreement is that ESPN will find us a bowl. Okay, then. We were told this summer that we likely wouldn't find out about the bowl destination until Selection Sunday. Currently, there are 81 bowl-eligible teams. If Virginia Tech beats Marshall on Saturday, there will be 82 78 bowl spots are there. Now, keep in mind, the one time that there were more teams eligible than spots were available, the teams left out came from the MAC and from the Sun Belt. There you go. The West Coast Conference postseason awards are out, and the Cougars swept them. Ronnie Jones-Perry is the player of the year. Mary Lake is the defender of the year for the second straight season. Middle blocker Heather Knighting is the freshman of the year. And the coach of the year, Heather Olmstead, will join us later in the program. Perry Lake and Nighting were joined by Lindy Haddock Epic and McKenna Miller on the All-West Coast Conference first team. So what you're telling me is BYU had a good volleyball team. So far, so good. Okay. But the season won't be defined by that. It'll be defined by what they do the next couple weeks. BYU men's basketball hits the road tomorrow for Illinois State. BYU junior Dalton Nixon, after a tough loss, is all about that action. We've all had some time to think about it, you know, uh, late Saturday night and yesterday, and it was just good to get back into the gym and um, just, you know, get back working on, on something to, together as a team as we're really focused on this Illinois State team. Time to get over Houston. Coverage tomorrow tips off at 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 Mountain on BYU Radio with Cougar Pregame Live. And BYU Women's Hoops plays at Southern Utah tonight. The Cougars are 5-1 and one, while the Thunderbirds are 1-3. and three. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. 
You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. New Utah Athletic Director Mark Harlan was baptized into the BYU-Utah football rivalry last weekend and had the following to say about his experience. Quote, well, I can tell you it's an order for a long, long time. With that kind of energy, I don't know why you'd want it to stop. Mm -hmm. This evokes some strong dissenting and approving opinions within Harlan's own fan base. BYU, meanwhile, will take all the opportunities they can get at this point to just beat Utah. Jerem, what is the future of the BYU-Utah rivalry game? The future right now is four more games through 2022. That's what it is. That's what the contract is. Three of those four are to open the season. The other is the second game of the season in 2021 after BYU plays Arizona in Vegas probably in the uh, Raiders' new stadium there. BYU won't ever drop this game. It's a rivalry. It's a Power 5 game. It's the most emotionally compelling and charged game on the schedule each year. Hopefully it happens every season for the rest of eternity, okay? It's a question of whether Utah wants the game. A few years ago, Utah didn't want the game and uh, backed out of it for two years. The second season, BYU played Utah in a bowl game, so it ended up only being one year. But like you said, the new athletic director, Mark Carlin, imported into the rivalry, saw firsthand how awesome it is. Plus, if you're Utah, this has been an automatic win for eight straight years. Why would you cancel it? You don't. You don't, which is why Mark Harlan said what he said. He felt the energy. It's good for the state. It's good for rivalries. It's good for college football. Now, Utah... I understand where some of the dissenting fans come from when they say, well, we want to play other Power 5 teams in our non-conference schedule. Why? Then you have uh, a more likely loss, and then you lessen your chance at something big? No. Just win the Pac-12, take care of non-con, and then you're in a great spot. Every year, at least over the last few years since 2014, it has been an FCS team, then a Mountain West team or... Of the sort. This year it was Northern Illinois and then BYU. So they go independent BYU, G5, and FCS. Utah fans want a Power 5 in there somewhere. Now, if they got a Power 5 and BYU, then maybe those fans would be okay. But is that too tough for Utah? Yeah, listen, this season is like a banner year for Utah, right? Five and three in the Pac-12. So you want to tack on another Power 5, potentially a loss there, maybe on the road, maybe, you know, neutral, whatever. If I'm Utah, I'm like, no, 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 no. Make the non-con easy. Take care of business in the Pac-12. And then, it, so so what is it? Is Utah playing for the Rose Bowl? Like, let's just get to a New Year's Six game? At some point, you'd think Utah would think, let's play for the national championship. If we can if we can go undefeated in non-con, and then in conference, we have one or no losses, and then we win the Pac-12, we're in the playoff. That's That's a path for Utah. In 2014, we saw what happens when... The game is taken away because athletic directors and personnel think that they are bigger than the rivalry. It did not go well. There was serious backlash, not just from BYU, obviously, but from within the majority of the Utah fan base. They wanted, they've won, they they've wanted won. the game BYU's back. going to snap the streak, but right now Utah is just dominating this. I mean, there are close margins, but why not? It's going to happen every year for the foreseeable future. Yes, From Utah's perspective, I hate this. Four contracted. It's going to happen for a long time every year. Yeah, I I don't see it going away. I I think Mark Harlan gets it, and we're we're hearing that. Typically, there's a player who represents or typifies a team. Now that the regular season over, 
is over. Spencer, which player best represents this team? Corbin Kafusi or Zach Wilson? Yeah, I got to go with Corbin Kafusi on this one because I think this team is resilient. They have been enduring and they have a never quit attitude. BYU has been on a roller coaster this season. What better personifies a roller coaster than what Corbin Kafusi has been through this year with his rash of injuries and having to be the leader on a team where they are experiencing growing pains and breaking in some new personnel once again. Breaking in is the wrong verb. Why is that the wrong verb? Because Corbin's broken. Oh, he's not broken. Three season end injuries. <laughs> He'll be okay. Resilience, <laughs> enduring, never quit attitude. And I like his mentality. Even after how emotionally tough it was to lose at Utah, I thought he exemplified what BYU was all about. Um, and, and I'm super impressed with uh, what he is and how he leads his team. So I choose Corbin Kafusi. I go with Zach Wilson. Here's why. The f- it's about the future. BYU went 6-6. Six and six. You're not going to remember this season. You're going to remember the Wisconsin win. But you're not going to – 6-6. Six six. BYU football isn't – uh, a team that wants to go six and six, right? So BYU's building. You know, Corbin Kafusi isn't a six and six guy. He's, he's like a nine and three, ten and two type player, right? Zach Wilson, as a freshman, represents building for the future. Midway through the season, BYU said, "You know what? We're going to make a switch because this matters now and later," uh, which is also a great candy. Uh, Zach Wilson, to me, typifies what this team is about. Talented, kind of young. BYU played a ton of these freshmen this year, right? So uh, I don't. There's not a right answer here. But I go with Zach Wilson. I, I'm excited to see him play in the future. I think that he learned some really valuable lessons that are going to pay off hopefully in September when BYU is playing another tough schedule with Utah to open the season at Tennessee, uh, Washington, and USC. I mean, that is, that is a really hard September. And now Zach Wilson can say, listen, I played at Boise State. I played at Utah. BYU's had chances to win in those games. Hopefully he builds on that. BYU gets a couple of good wins. Zach Wilson is the future. Yeah, Zach Wilson has been in three tough scenarios, a 7-6 to six loss, a 21-16 loss, and then what he just went through at Utah. How much does that build his character? Because you're right, he is the future. And for Corbin and, the present. and for Zach and for all of the seniors, for every member of the BYU football team, I want nothing more than for them to win a bowl game and have a winning season. Yeah, losing the bowl game would be a big deal because then you'd say, oh, we went to a bowl game, but back-to-back losing records. Like, that's, that's not going to feel good. We're not going to be like, well, at least we got to a bowl game. It's not going to feel good, I promise you. BYU has to win the bowl game. We're not going to find out about BYU's bowl game situation until Sunday, as we told you earlier in the quote from Associate Athletic Director Duff Tittle. Jerem, is there any bowl scenario that would deaden the sting of the loss to Utah. Uh, no. Really, no even, if, even if BYU <laughs> wins the bowl game. No. No. There's no situation. Yeah. That's I all I have. No. B- I don't BYU, need to explain. BYU went through a similar <laughs> scenario in 2010. They were 6-5 and five going into Utah. They had a 13 to nothing lead in that game. Utah came back to take the lead at 17-16. Jake Heaps drives BYU down the field into field goal range, and a field goal is blocked. So they had the game. They were leading by double digits. Utah storms back at the very end, and then it's snatched away. And that started started the eight-game win streak. That's why there's no no alleviation from this, because that was the first loss. This was the eighth loss. Like, it's like, ugh. Right. Really? 
So what's interesting is after that loss, BYU falls to six and six. They go to the New Mexico Bowl. It was fun. Score the mo- I was I was there. It was great. Points. Yes, yes. It was the most points BYU had ever scored in a bowl game. You're building, and it was like, okay, we played a freshman quarterback. We're building. Little do we know, a year later, Jake keeps us transferring. It's all different. So, you know, y- you hope Zach Wilson's in it for the long haul. He's here all four years. He's like one of the winningest quarterbacks in BYU history, and he's like top ten and all this stuff. That's the hope, right? So. The answer is no, because I don't see a situation that BYU could get in and have, barring like a Hail Mary or dramatic finish and go, okay, winning record, like maybe, maybe, but I don't think so. Because a loss to Utah is unlike any other loss. Yeah, I brought up 2010 ultimately to say that it didn't deaden the sting of losing in disappointing fashion to Utah. It was like, yeah, it was like, uh, it was an actual victory, but UTEP was so bad. Gosh, they were bad in that game. So BYU just just pounded them. And, and and you had Juice Quezada, and you're like, yeah, that's great. Both those guys transferred later. So, like, live in the moment a little bit, and let's not assume that whatever you have now is always going to be there. Like, enjoy the good when it happens. Perhaps BYU's opponent is another Power 5 team, which would bring more... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think we should discuss that at some point. Okay, write it down in the list of ideas. Let's do <laughs> it. Write it down. I, it, it would bring more notoriety if BYU beat a Power 5 team in a bowl game. Sure. I like the, the matchup that was projected with TCU in the Cheez-It Bowl. By Cheez-Its for everybody. Sports Illustrated, great. I think it was. I don't know. But no, it, no, no scenario in the bowl game is going to deaden the sting of losing to Utah in the fashion especially that BYU did last Saturday. It is what it is. Our question of the day as we transition into feel-good mode. What is your gift to BYU football or BYU basketball today on Giving Tuesday? I've been out of the loop. I don't know what Giving Tuesday is. We're going to find out about it. Well, now I do. From Chad Lewis as well when he joins us in a few minutes. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. On Twitter at YFangirl underscore JB answers, My mind is on football, so my gifts are to them. I'll be renewing my football season tickets in 2019. There you go. And if I could give all the seniors leaving a kiss and let them know how much they were appreciated, I would do it. Corbin gets two. Of course he does. <laughs> Doesn't he deserve three? Each one, uh, three, for one, one for each injury, injury that yeah. uh, requires surgery to yeah. end the season. Shoot, Good grief. Tough. Coming up. Which of the many BYU tight ends that return next season best reminds Chad Lewis of himself? He's in are studio there, next. We'll get his thoughts on the future of BYU football overall. How did the Cougars take the jump in independence? This is BYU Sports Nation. He surrounds himself with greatness. I know that. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight on BYU TV, relive the carnage of the Utah game. As Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon explain what happened on film. It's after further review tonight, 7 Eastern, on BYU TV and the app. The carnage? There were so many good things that happened. Let's just uh, review the first three quarters. I think they're going to show the fourth, too. (laughs) But maybe the feed will go out suddenly. I don't know. All right. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You can listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast, or watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. Experience it whenever, wherever, and however you want. Our question of the day, what is your gift to BYU football or BYU basketball today on Giving Tuesday? 
Harris Mata'afa answers on Facebook. Undying loyalty will renew my season tickets every year. Uh, Utah, USC, Washington, Boise State on the schedule next year. It's been a long time nice. coming. Tom Holmo has worked really hard to get this type of home schedule in independence. Yeah, it's it's the best home schedule of independence. Year nine. Takes awesome. a long Let's time. Go. You have to play a lot of road games. But the point isn't to, to schedule. This up. The point is to win. So let's take care of business at home. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now in Studio B is one of our favorites. The greatest former track turned football player in Orem High School history, as in pointed Orem, out by Jeremy. In BYU Jordan. history. Oh, sorry, in BYU history. Orem history. Also, he, <laughs> an all pro tight end and an all American at BYU, Chad. Welcome back. Welcome, back. welcome. Thank you. Thank it's you. Great to see you. It's great to be with you guys. Let's let's first and foremost talk about this. Who's who's your favorite student athlete right now? Because there are a lot that you get to interact with. <laughs> Six hundred and thirty one student athletes. I definitely have a favorite. Emily Bushman, volleyball, BYU, yeah. my favorite student athlete. Happens to be I love your daughter. Her. Yeah. I cheer her for her, I root for her, I follow her. She's the best. What's it like to have uh uh a kid that's at BYU now because this has been a long time coming. You've been around BYU a long time, but now she's on the the number four overall seed volleyball team. Fan. Yeah, I've I've loved it. And just watching her work hard with her teammates, um, grind through the summers, have success through in the seasons. Um, every year they're going to the Sweet Sixteen. They're a formidable opponent. Um, they've been number one ranked all year. Just watching them take care of business. Uh, very impressive. I've loved it. Just watch it develop and grow and mature. It's been really cool. Six straight Sweet 16s. Of course, that magical run in 2014 all the way to the national title game. And now BYU is potentially going to have a first, the ability to host all the way to the Final Four if they take care of business on their home floor. So, yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, you know a thing or two about playing at a high level in the football arena as well. And I think the goal for BYU in independence is – to get back to that consistent high level of being in the national spotlight. So simply put, how does BYU make the jump from where they are at 6-6 six and six to that next level of being nationally recognized as an independent? Great question. Uh, yesterday in the team meeting, football team meeting, uh, Kalani addressed it with each of the guys, said each of us needs to give more. We need to be totally committed. It needs to come. We need to all get better. And I like that. My junior year, 1995, we were bowl eligible. We did not go to a bowl that year. Seven and four. That did not sit well with any of us. It, it, it burned in us. And we talked about it collectively, individually. And we made it a point that when we were coming back in 96, everything was going to be different. We were going to fight. We were going to win. We played as a team. Um, no matter what happens at the end of this season, whether we win the bowl game or not, I want each of our guys to take a good hard look at their preparation, their off-season, their skills, their talents, what they bring to the table, uh, their intangibles, and lay it all out there and bring it next year because you've already talked multiple times on the program today. Uh, We have an unbelievable schedule, and you don't tiptoe into that schedule. (laughs) You kick the door down, and you go in swinging and fighting. Um... I had a chance to talk to the team yesterday, and I told them, I'm so proud of you guys, the way you played. You, put your, you, you played with your hearts and souls. You played your butts off. I told the coaches I loved their game plan. Um, just came up short, and that's very disappointing. It was uh, injuries. It was, it was a multitude of things that we can correct and fix and work on, and that's what we got to do. 
You look at the schedule, and BYU is just a couple plays away here and there. And it's hard. Know. You know, Cal is a, is a close one in the end. Northern Illinois, Boise State, Boise Utah. State. It's like, hey, hey, right there. So you're right. A few little things. How would you evaluate this season, and what do you hope it means for next season? The season was an improvement on last year. I think uh, the feeling, you know, you go back and you start the, start the season with a big victory against Arizona. You have a big victory on the road against Wisconsin. Those are Those are – momentum, program-changing uh, directional victories. And so I like some of, the, some of the highs. Some of the lows really hurt. The Utah game really hurt. But I still come out of that game taking a lot of positives. I love the way that Zach Wilson played with so much confidence even early on. So much was made of our slow starts. Uh, he came out uh, slinging it, very confident, very quiet feet. And when he had to run, he ran. He was courageous, spinning in for extra yardage, fearless, throwing his body around. Um, I love the the use of the tight ends offensively. You know, uh, both Matt Bushman and Dallin Holker loved it. Um, so there were so many positives. Um, I love seeing Corbin Kafusi playing with multiple injuries when he could have sat out. He chose to play. It was, I mean, even on the sideline, I was watching him play, and it was like I thought he was inspiring his teammates. When you go out and you put yourself in harm's way like that, and you play with injuries, that, that garners uh, a lot of respect, and he, he earned it. The guy's a warrior. Chad Lewis with us on BYU Sports Nation. We are discussing BYU football, the state of the program, and how the Cougars make the jump. Specific to what we saw in the rivalry game, what has to change for BYU? If you could pinpoint one or two things for them to begin to level the series and end the losing streak, beginning with the season opener on August 29th against the Utes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's both. It's both mental and it's both uh, a perfect game plan. So mentally, each of the players, um, I was a part of a couple turnarounds in the NFL. The St. Louis Rams went from worst to first. The Eagles went from worst to Super Bowl. And Andy Reid would talk to the team and say, look, you've been used to losing. We ain't doing that anymore. So when things go wrong in the game, I don't want one of you even thinking, here we go again. He addressed it openly, publicly, and with, with a lot of emotion. We ain't going there. So if your mind in a game starts to say, here we go again, you stop that right now or else you're not playing on this team. And I like that. So personally, every individual has to address that. So when you get in that Utah game, um, you're not fighting ghosts. You're not fighting your own mind. You play to win. You attack it one play at a time, and um, you bring all the, all the juice you got. Hopefully the freshness of the offseason and not playing a season and not being injured will yield itself to have BYU be its best self. Because BYU was a wounded warrior going out there with it doesn't. And, I know. But, it kind of doesn't matter because we played him at the first of the season at the end of the season. Right. But and, I, like the, I like the first game more than the last game. I just want to win. Yeah. As do I. I don't. Yeah, I don't, just win the game. Been eight in a row. That's crazy, right? But it starts right now, mentally and in your heart. You yeah. say, "Look, this is what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to change." And then the coaches, as they put together a game plan, you can do stuff all off season to prepare um, for that game. And and that's what I'd love to see. Yes, you can. Urban Meyer said that uh, they prepare for Michigan all year, and I was like, that was refreshing to hear. That was nice. Uh, the tight ends, obviously, a former tight end uh, here at the NFL. What did you think of them? And uh, it's going to be with a with a little bias because your son-in-law is one of those guys. Yeah, I loved him. Loved watching <laughs> him all year. Um, 
Both Matt Bushman and Dallin Holker are just incredible. Murrow and I got hurt early on in the a Washington big game. Big injury. Yeah. Um, but I love the way they play. I love their fight. I love their skills. Um, I love the game plan going in at Utah because you had the tight ends, two tight end sets, both flex, both spread out. It puts the defense in a bind, and they rose up and made plays, and I loved it. I won. Look, I'm a tight end. I love seeing tight ends involved in BYU football. I think that is part of our DNA. That's who we are. We play with great tight ends. And so I would love to see those guys in the bowl game next year and eternally being valued targets in the passing game, in the offense, super productive. That's I got a lot of, uh, a lot of feeling behind that. And BYU returns all three of those guys you mentioned. Bring Which it. is awesome. I like it. It's very good. Former All-Pro tight end and BYU All-American Chad Lewis with us on BYU Sports Station. Which of those three reminds you of yourself the most, Moroni, Dallin Holker, or Matt Bushman? I like Moroni's ability to jump over people. I like uh, <laughs> Matt's ability with his red hair to catch it one-handed. Um, I think Matt, I mean, he's just his, his size, his, his speed, his ability to make plays. Um, I like his development as a football player. I know Grimes made made it a point to help him be a better blocker this year, and that's what you got to do to be a better player. And if you have aspirations to go to the NFL, it's got to be a part of what you're doing. And I like his, I like his fight. I like his. He's um, not a complainer. When he wasn't used as much this year, he wasn't privately sulking and complaining and whining. He's a fighter, and, and that kind of toughness is what's going to make a successful, great player out of. Out of him and anyone. Well, they changed the they offense. That, they let Zach sling it some more. They put him in an RPO-type uh, offense. And voila, the tight ends are uh, a prominent part of the game for the last three contests of the yep. regular season. Is that and, what changed for Matt? Why was he more involved in the back half? Was it the, Because the, the, the offense changed a touch. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to change with the different skills that Zach brings to the table. And Zach is a super confident guy. He also has a lot of skills. And he wants to open it up and make it happen. Like, he... He wants to make plays. It's really fun to watch his mind. And, and he's even on the sidelines in the middle of chaos. He's, he's, I think he's unflappable. He's really calm. You can talk to him. He's, I hear him talking to Fessy and other coaches and uh, very lucid and sharp guy. I'm excited. He's a football junkie, and that's exactly what the BYU You cannot pull him away be. from his tape. He is always watching <laughs> tape. He studies. He understands. When you talk to him, you're like, Bright guy. Yeah. Uh, I love what he's doing. Sure. Today is Giving Coogs Day. It is Giving Tuesday. What does that entail? Today's the International Day of Giving. And so BYU wanted everyone to know that this is a perfect time and place to give to BYU athletics. We need their help. We love their help. Uh, The student athletes, the 631 student athletes, uh, love the help that they get. And I've seen other programs. It's amazing what our student athletes receive and, uh, what an incredible way to, to give. Today, it's an opportunity. You can double your Cougar Club priority points by giving today. If you upgrade any levels in the Cougar Club, we'll triple your priority points. So it's a great incentive today to go ahead and give to the BYU Athletic Department. What's the simplest way to find information about that online? Uh, go online to cougarclub.com. You can call BYU Athletic Department. Um, we'll take you. We'll help you. We'll, we'll process it. Bring it. All right. Chad? Fantastic stuff. Uh, we need you to sign our new Stretch Wife flag. If you, or not Stretch Wife, sorry, the Sailor Kook flag. Like it was Stretch Wife. Get your Herbie, yeah. Herbie Hancock. Yeah. yeah. Wherever you want. 
Give us the autograph. We need an Orem High superstar. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Orem High, man. I had uncles and aunts go to Orem High. I love Orem High. We need a signature from Orem High on Yes, we do. Line. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it, man. Okay, coming up, Lauren McLean has the BYU TV Sports Fall Broadcast Not Top Ten. Can't wait to see what she has yeah. for us, Jerem. Can't wait. All of our worst moments. <laughs> and how important is the four seed to BYU women's volleyball? Head coach Heather Olmstead will join us in the studio to discuss that. This is BYU Sports Nation. Best team on campus. The season debut of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is on BYU TV and BYU Radio. One week from tonight on Tuesday, December 4th, as Coach Rose and two guests discuss Cougar Hoops with Greg Rubel. It's next Tuesday, 8 Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed the headlines the first time around, what were you thinking? But good news, we're going to do it again. Hit it. BYU football will find out their bowl game destination on Sunday. BYU Associate Athletic Director Duff Tittle told the Deseret News, Quote, the agreement is that ESPN will find us a bowl. We were told this summer that we likely wouldn't find out about the bowl destination until Selection Sunday, end quote. Currently, 81 teams are bowl eligible. Virginia Tech, if they Marshall would make 82, there are 78 bowl game spots. West Coast Conference postseason awards are out for women's volleyball, and the Cougars swept them. Ronnie Jones-Perry is the player of the year, Copper Hills High. Mary Lake is the defender of the year for the second straight season. Palm Springs High. Middle blocker Heather Knighting is the freshman of the year. Pleasant Grove High. And the coach of the year is Heather Olmstead. I don't know which high school Heather Olmstead went to. High. <laughs> Harry Lake and Knighting were joined by Lindy Haddock Epic and McKenna Miller on the All West Coast Conference first team. Knighting was on the freshman team. BYU men's basketball hits the road tomorrow for Illinois State. The Redbirds, 5-2 this season. Coverage tips off at 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio with Cougar Pregame Live. And the BYU women's basketball team plays at Southern Utah tonight. The Cougars are 5-1, Thunderbirds 1-3. Jerem, I can't think of a better way to introduce our next guest than with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU women's volleyball played 61 sets this season and won 51 of them. 51 and 10. Good enough to earn them. The equivalent of a number one overall seed in the men's basketball tournament. They are the fourth overall seed in this year's women's NCAA volleyball tournament. And we are now joined by the West Coast Conference Coach of the Year, Heather Olmstead. Welcome Heather? back. Yeah, thanks for having me. What high school did you go to? Carpentria High School. Carpentria High School. Oh! That's right. Yes. Okay. What's the mascot? We're the Warriors. The Warriors. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I knew everybody else. So I was like, I don't know where uh, <laughs> Heather went to high school. I don't know that I know the high school of like any... Any That's of right. the uh, coaches, maybe Kalani, because he moved to Timview, but yeah. Okay, okay. Well, now that we've got That's that it. out of the What's way, Dave Rose? I don't know. Standout star from Highland? Carpinteria okay. High School, Heather Olmstead, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, yeah, congrats on winning Coach of the Year and to your players for sweeping uh, all of the major awards. What did you think of that uh, when you saw the release? Yeah, thank you. I, I think it's well deserved from those those players. Obviously, team awards. Our team had a great year. And so it's nice to be recognized individually for their accolades and, and really their skill sets and how good they were able to perform them over the year. And then, of course, we've got a great staff. So um, happy about that and, and just excited to see what happens going forward. Okay, on Sunday, you found out that you're one of the one seeds. You're a number four overall seed. Um, there was some question there, right? Like the loss of McKenna Miller, what will the selection committee do? You got the one seed. What was your reaction? We were excited. That that wasn't when we found out. We found out earlier. So um, I got a text message saying congrats, and 
I was like, oh, oh, I guess something <laughs> happened. I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. So we were we were chatting as a team, and I got the text. So I was able to check on Twitter real quick, and and they didn't announce the order, but it said that we were one of the four seeds. So um, that video was when they showed who we were playing. So it was exciting, but we're super excited. I'm proud of the, the team, and it's nice to be rewarded for the great season that we've had and the good work they've done. And it's just been incredible what they've been able to accomplish. And and so I'm glad that they're getting rewarded uh, with a good seed, and we're excited. How much do you know about Stony Brook volleyball at this point? Yeah, we've looked into them obviously a bunch because that's who we're playing. So they're champions of the America East, uh, and they're on a 17 match win streak. So any team that's in the NCAA tournament is going to be good. Cause it means you've, you're, we've won a lot or you've won, you know, your conference tournament. So that that's who they are. They've got a lefty, they've got some good outsides and we're excited to, to match up against them. I think it's going to be a great challenge for us Friday night. Any team that you've seen on your schedule that uh, reminds you of them? Um, you know, a little bit Syracuse. I saw a little bit of Syracuse in them. And so that's exciting. Syracuse was a good opponent there in the tournament this year. So, uh, we're excited to, to get after it and watch more film and, and get to, to know that team a little bit better, and I think it'll be a good match Friday. Did you happen to see the tweet from Stony Brook when showing their reaction to playing you? Did you happen to see this? Uh, I, I didn't see it. They they didn't react like, yay! It was more like, ah! Oh, when no. they saw BYU. I'm not They're kidding. They're excited. I'm nervous excitement. Ki- it was nervous excitement. And it made me laugh so hard. Um, okay, did five teams in the West Coast Conference get in? Yeah. What does that say about the league this year? Yeah. We're so excited for the West Coast Conference. It says that we're really good, and I think it says a lot more about our team that we are able to play night in, night out against really good tournament teams. It's, it's not until after when you see, oh, wow, five teams are tournament teams that people kind of realize this conference was really good. And to be able to do what we did night in, night out against those teams, it's, it's incredible. And the teams that didn't make it were good as well. And so I'm happy for the West Coast Conference to get recognized for, for their, their coaches and their players. And I think that they're going to have really good showing those other teams. And that probably plays into why you get a one seed uh, or number absolutely. four because the league was better than it had been. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our, our conference did a good job scheduling and, and, and we're better. And so it's, it's good for everybody. Everybody benefits when everybody gets a little bit better. What did the loss to LMU do to prepare you for the tournament, and how has it affected the psyche of this team? Yeah, I think, you know, you always learn from losing, or you hope to. So I think it was good for our team. We, we've talked about it. We've had a couple practices since then, and so um, it's, it's good for us to regroup and to look at what we can do better, look at what we did in that match, and I think it's exciting for us moving forward to just, you know, see if we can win our next match. That's kind of our goal right now is, is win our next match and um, see how that loss benefited us. How have you filled the void of the injured McKenna Miller emotionally and physically? Yeah, McKenna is a huge part of you know, our team and what we're doing, so we, we love McKenna. So i honestly so impressed with our team's ability to keep their focus in that match and then after, and we've had players step up. Maddie Robinson stepped into that match and did a great job, and, and we've had people continue to, to fill that role with Donnell and Lacey and Taylin and Riley and Maddie. So really it's a team effort, and then other players stepping up a little bit as well, doing a little bit more where they can. And so I'm excited to see, you know, the team step up even more. But it's been a team collective effort. Just like a couple of years ago, uh, Utah is in your regional, if you will. Uh, UNLV upset Utah uh, a few years back, and so you didn't get the rematch with the Utes in the NCAA tournament. But if Utah can beat Denver, then you get to see them again. What do you think about a potential matchup with uh, with Utah? Yeah, I think everybody in the NCAA tournament is good. So it, we're just focused on the next match, and, and then if we get a chance to play another match, um, it'll be a great match. So uh, nothing more than just Stony Brook and focused on that. But 
Denver and Utah are both very good teams, and it's going to be a great match. They play before us, and uh, you know it's 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 going to be a fun weekend of volleyball. This team and program has made six straight Sweet 16s. It feels like this year it's building towards something, and you've been number one all year. Why is this team maybe more prepared to equal or up what the previous teams have done? Yeah, we've got great senior leadership, and those girls have been in the tournament now. This is their fourth year, the seniors. Danelle's a fifth-year senior. So they've been there, and they've experienced it. They know what it's like, and they just want to keep seeing how good this year's team can be. And so they've got the experience, um, and I think they've also gotten better at volleyball. So they put a lot of time in the offseason into developing their skills and really trying to get better so we can keep progressing as a team and as a program. And that's what I think you guys are seeing this year. Because BYU has the one seed, you are in a position that you've never been in, and that is to host all the way through the Final Four if you hold serve, no pun intended. What is it like knowing going into the tournament that you get to, if you hold serve, play four matches at the Smithfield House? Oh, man, playing at the Smithfield House, there's nothing like it. Our fans this year have been unbelievable. They've come out every game, no matter who we're playing. We just feel so grateful to have um, you know, the rock, the student section, the community behind us. So we're excited Friday night for, for, for the fans to be back and have another chance to play. And then potentially as many more as we can, you know, get is, is going to be a big deal for us to play at home. You always have that home court advantage. And I know our girls are excited to get out there Friday night. Friday night, 9 Eastern, in the Smithfield House, 7 Mountain Local, pack the field house. Good luck. Thank and, you. And here's the BYU Sports Nation Karma Boost. Not that you need it. You're like the number one overall seed in your region. But yeah, Thank you'll you. take I've it. always wanted to do that. <laughs> We've never had yes. that one. Inner cheese. Oh, I that was love good. it. I love Thanks, it so Heather. Much. Good luck. Thank Heather. you guys. Appreciate it. Coming up, a BYU football player will be playing in the East West Shrine game. We'll tell you who. And a BYU TV Sports, not top 10. Oh, you know, you're sticking around for this. Between the lines. Should we be worried, Lauren? I'll take that as a yes. This is BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, she's nodding, yeah. (laughs) Not Mike, but she's nodding. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, the men's basketball team plays at Illinois State. Listen to it live on BYU Radio starting at 7 Eastern with pregame coverage on Cougar Pregame Live. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. It is Giving Tuesday. So what is your gift to BYU football or BYU basketball on Giving Tuesday? Nancy Pentland answers on Facebook. Win or lose, still a devoted fan of the BYU sports programs and wish them the best of luck today and with the football team's bowl game. Go Cougs. Very nice. Hashtag BYUSN 24-7 on social media. We broadcast hundreds of high-quality live games and shows each season here at BYU TV Sports, and we are pleased to bring you access that you can't get anywhere else. But uh, sometimes things don't go as we plan. What? <laughs> sometimes we let our guard down, and we just have to laugh at ourselves because that's the way we avoid the we cope with, That's the way we cope with it. So let's uh, bring in Lauren McLean with that in mind. Hello, Lauren. Hi, guys. I want to add that I think it's also appropriate to laugh at others. Oh, yeah. I love laughing at others. Yeah, I laugh at dumb things you guys do all the time and myself. When that happens, it'll be a great day. We're all all together in this, in love and harmony. But, yes, we compiled some of our favorite awkward, dangerous, and even just plain weird moments from the fall season. So this is our... BYU TV Sports, not top 10 list. We am sure there are many, many more besides this, but let's go between the lines. 
BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. This is the BYU TV Not Top 10. Number 10, The Lone Dancer. Do something special, Lauren. Yeah, dance, Blaine. Blaine dance Blaine. with Lauren. Yes, so awkward. This is right very, now. this is very BYU TV. <laughs> Number nine, American Idol. You stay in trust us, I put the phone up, and I'm getting something to you. Do you really you? <laughs> That's gonna be on TV, dude. <laughs> It's like we don't carry love, so deep and it ain't so strong. Right. <laughs> Number eight, Hawaiian mishap. My bold prediction is that Hawaii will win this game. <laughs> Get him out of here. Zach winds up, throws to Rodney. Touchdown. Once again, the final score from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. 49 for BYU and 23 for the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. I, I said that Hawaii was going to win the game. <laughs> that was the plan. They, was gonna, they were going to win. Me and Uncle B was going to hop on the flight. The next flight, actually, we were going to go on the flight with them. Number seven, face punt. <laughs> True soccer player right there. Number six, No Shirt November. Yes! Let's go! Drop pose, guys! Come on, bro. You looking for the rocks? You need the Wayne Rock Johnson? Is that what you're looking for? Number five, Few Ideas. Apart from basketball, what is his secret talent? Do you want me to write these down yeah, or what? Down. Did you... Let's see what you guys got. Ramen noodles and no idea. <laughs> what celebrity or athlete do you think matches his personality the best? He said no idea. <laughs> Number four. That's not punny. BYU football with Kalani Sitake on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Good to have you along. Well, this Friday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, it's a BYU and Utah State. Things are about to get wheel, as in the wagon wheel. Uh, at BYUtickets.com. Yeah, we tried it. Number three. Don't lose your head. Number two, too hot to handle. I'm stick this thing in there. <laughs> Whoops, and it started. Good deal. See, it's important to cook it at a very high temperature. So that's why we did it that way. Number one, countdown to careless whisper. Well, I, I am confused by one thing right now. Why Jason, Lauren, and Brian are here, that can mean only... One thing. Brian, why are you wearing your football helmet? <laughs> He's always ready. <laughs> there, there is an explanation. Hit it. Cougars in the draft. <laughs> Cougars in the draft. 
Jason, Jason no, what, no. what did you do? I did what, nothing. What, what did, did you do? Try Let's try it again. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> Countdown. Okay, the there we go. One, One day, day away. away. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Game day, baby. And we ain't cleaning this up. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That is still one of my favorite things. Oh, I was reminded of, time, of that. Oh my gosh. Of all time. If any of you can think of any more <laughs> awkward, dangerous, or just plain weird <laughs> moments from the BYU TV sports season, tweet us at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYU BTL. Next week on Between the Lines, we're hanging out with Erica Burke Jarvis, the mama and cross country. All American. All American. She's good. I am stoked for it. So there you go, guys. Wow. Those are some great moments. We shared a few laughs. We count yeah. down to careless <laughs> whisper. <a> few <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to count down again. I do want to point out, you can get the game day collection at the BYU yeah, like store. Tradition Thank Spirit you. Honor. Thank you. With my favorite logo. It is all available. The Nike logo? section yeah. at the BYU store online. It is the perfect holiday shopping oh, spree yeah. center. Look at that. Whether you're in person or online, BYUstore.com is the place to go. Lauren, always right. looking fresh. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lauren. Bye. That was awesome. And now reminds- get out of here. From- Quit <laughs> making us feel bad. <laughs> Please don't leave. Right, I'll stay here for a minute. Okay, coming up, BYU announces when it expects to have an announcement about a bogey. And what does a broom and the BYU women's volleyball team have in common, Jerem? Is it a rhetorical? Station. I felt like that was a rhetorical question. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Shout out to today's guests, former All-Pro tight end, BYU All-American Chad Lewis, and the coach of the number four overall seed BYU women's volleyball team, Heather Olmstead. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time and he didn't make the montage. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU offensive lineman Austin Hoyt has accepted an invitation to play in the 2019 East-West Shrine Game. Very nice. The game will be played on Saturday, January 19th in St. Petersburg, Florida. And will be live on NFL Network. And according to Associate Athletic Director Duff Tittle, BYU is likely to find out its bowl destination on Selection Sunday this weekend. Volleyball. The West Coast Conference postseason awards are out for all to take a gander at. Cougar swept them. Ronnie Jones-Perry, player of the year. Mary Lake, defender of the year for a second straight season. Middle blocker Heather Knighting, freshman of the year. And coach of the year Heather Olmstead joins us today. She was a star at Carpinteria High School. Perry Lake and Knighting were joined by Lindy Haddock, Epic, and McKenna Miller on the all-WCC first team. Basketball. What am I doing? I'm just gandering over here. BYU men's basketball hits the road tomorrow for Illinois State. BYU junior Dalton Nixon. It's all about that action. Coverage tomorrow. Tips at 8 Eastern on BYU Ready with Cougar pregame live. He wants the Cougars just to make it happen, man, after the Houston game. BYU women's basketball playing at Southern Utah tonight. The Cougars are 5-1. The Thunderbirds, 1-3. Cougars overseas. Kalani Purcell and the Melbourne Boomers defeated the Adelaide Lightning in an 84-82 win. I love that you said it the right way. Melbourne Boomers. Melbourne. Yeah. 
Today's Rise and Shout goes to BYU Women's Volleyball for sweeping the West Coast Conference Awards. That's awesome. Tough to do. Also, They've been fun to watch, man. And, and let's, let's see what they can do in the NCAA tournament. Let's go. They have the Up opportunity. to four games at home. They have the opportunity to host all the way into yes. the Final Four. So never happened Stony before. Brook Friday, winner of Utah and Denver Saturday. And then if BYU goes to a seventh straight Sweet 16, they would play another home game in the Sweet 16, another home game if they win in the Elite Eight, and then the Final Four. So let's see what this team can do. Can you no, imagine the Elite, Elite Eight, the Elite Eight match in, in the Smith Field House? Crazy. Oh. And we've seen some crazy, awesome environments already this year. That, like Cougar fans have embraced this team for years, but especially this year. Being number one, awesome. BYU is a one seed in their region. Number four overall seed makes it feel like they're a four seed. They're the number one seed in their region Let's out of those 16 teams. They don't do it the same way as men's basketball. They just say, here are the 16 top seeds. It's like, well, they are a number one seed. Yes, they are a number one seed. BYU women's volleyball and their fans broke the attendance record twice this year. If the Cougars get to the Stanford and then Utah? It was, or was it Utah and... And then yeah. another match? Yeah, I think Stanford and Utah. That's right. Okay. Um, if BYU gets to the Sweet 16, they'll break it again. <laughs> hey, how about just break it in the second round against Utah, break it in the Sweet 16 again, and then break it again. <laughs> just break it. Just shatter it. Let's go. All 5,000 plus. Question of the day. What is your gift to BYU football or BYU basketball? Or maybe BYU women's volleyball? Today on Giving Tuesday, at Taz Props Answers on Instagram. Football to stay injury-free and basketball a bigger hoop for threes to fall. That is illegal. That will not be tolerated. <laughs> You're shooting 28.8%. They need to shoot three better. The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years at CL underscore Living Answers on Twitter. Let's give both of them hashtag BYU Sports Nation karma for the upcoming postseasons, football okay. and basketball. Karma is real. Tis given. We doth, we doth giveth. Has been it. bestowed to BYU football bestowed. and basketball for their approaching postseasons, wherever that might be. And we gave it to volleyball, so let's go. Conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN, baby. If you could pick a bowl destination, Jerem, Tampa, Dallas, uh, I think those are the two. Boise. <laughs> Detroit. Where do you want to go? Calgary. <laughs> uh, Tampa. Yes. For Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Garrett 2J. Go Kooks. Nice.